Please be seated. Should we decide to draw a picture of the Virgin Mary and child in this Christmas season, first we need a crayon or paint pot or colored pencil or marker in the color of blue. Or if we are making digital art, we need the color code E1EBEE. Now, we're not going to go down the rabbit hole of how that descriptor was arrived at, but for anyone who's a computer coding geek, you probably already know. In a world where everything is now reducible to computer code, that particular computer nomenclature in ordinary language is called Marian Blue. And its history is that in the artwork of the Western world, Mary is almost always dressed in blue. Even if you've not paid much attention to it, you've seen blue on everything from little concrete statues with plastic flowers in front of them, to creches in churches, to magnificent works of Renaissance art. There are several stories as to why blue became the color associated with Mary. Wikipedia will tell us that it goes back to the 5th century when blue was apparently associated with empresses, much as purple was associated with nobility and why bishops eventually got stuck wearing purple shirts. More likely, though, than blue's association with empresses is another more tangible reason. The shade of blue used to paint Mary's robes came from crushing up the stone lapis lazuli, which came from Afghanistan and at one time was more valuable than gold. You did not go cheap when it came time to represent the mother of God incarnate. So if you were a Renaissance patron and wanted in your chapel a painting of the Virgin Mary holding the infant Jesus, you paid dearly for the honor. You wanted to value the Christ child, and you wanted his mother to look her best. Something else happened alongside the crushing of precious stones. Those paintings featuring Mary began to look remarkably like the attractive women who surrounded the donors, in a manner similar to the fact that in many religious paintings, such as scenes where bystanders surround Mary, those very bystanders look remarkably like the Renaissance donors themselves, even down to the clothing that they all wear. Museums are now filled with paintings of beautiful Northern European women with lustrous skin and a very white baby in their laps. Look in the background of those paintings and you'll see castles and men on horseback in armor and other identifiers that look more like Northern Italy or southern Germany than the Middle East of the first century. You want to hear something that you would not expect to hear from the lips of this bishop? The Renaissance painters and donors got it right. That's what Mary looked like. That's what the word that became flesh looked like. You see, the painters and their donors, consciously or not, understood incarnation. The story of the incarnation is that the Word of God became flesh and dwelt among us. 
where we fail to live into the Christmas story is when we look to the great mystery of Christmas as history and our actions subsequently merely reenactments of what occurred 2,000 years ago. And our metaphorical trips to the manger consist of focusing on Renaissance paintings. Such a Christianity is a Christianity that has these days little power. The greater mystery of Christmas is that the incarnation means that the word of God in each generation becomes flesh and dwells among us. On this evening, there is still a baby crying for our attention. A principal message of Christmas is that of peace. The angels proclaim it to the shepherds in the dark. It is something for which the people of the world are so hungry still today, even in a generation in which Christianity has not been sidelined by secularism so much as Christianity has chosen to sideline itself. Incarnation remains central to authentic Christianity because we hold on to the hope that when we see Jesus, the body of Christ in the flesh, in the world today, when humanity finally sees the word of God living among us, then peace will conquer war, equality will conquer inequality, and sufficient food and medical care will conquer hunger and illness. That is one reason those early Renaissance painters got it right. They were trying to see Jesus in their own day and age, realizing that they were standing on the verge of something new that was happening. Our challenge is to get it right in our own day. A card recently came across my desk. It was a photo of people probably from South Sudan, although I don't know that for a fact. The women hold babies in their arms, and men are standing around them. It looks as if muddy bricks are in the background. One woman wears a brightly colored outfit, perhaps printed nearby. A yellow blanket in her arms, and those arms supporting a child not larger than the baby Jesus in those Renaissance paintings, but simultaneously a child who looks remarkably 21st century. The baby is in pink pants and a red shirt. The person to the mother's right is wearing not local clothing, but a multicolored, horizontally striped knit polo shirt, something we would find in stores here. All six adults in the photo are widely smiling, and the babies look curious. The caption below the photo is simply, Hope and Joy. A slight change in clothing and background, and the photo could have been made in Arkansas or Mississippi or Alabama, all places where we need hope and joy, where we need peace and equality, and where we need people who go to bed full, not hungry, healthy, not ill. That's the virgin and child we need to see in this generation and in this place. Ordinary people. That's incarnation for the 21st century. Ordinary people dressed in ordinary clothing. When we take a look at the people around us and through them see the Christ, through them see the Word of God incarnate, 
And when we change how we see the world and our calling in this world, it is then that peace and equality and full stomachs and healthy people will have a chance to become realities. We come to mangers such as this one every year, not to relive the past, but to experience the present and anticipate the future in hope and joy. My wish for Christmas is someone with a camera or colored pencils or painter's palette ready to capture the moment when the Christ child next appears on the scene, when next the angels start singing, On earth peace, goodwill toward men. Amen.